Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And what I wanted to talk about in this episode is, do you need a script in sales? Should should you be scripting what you're going to say in sales? And uh, I think, I hope that this is going to be a helpful podcast. I think there are some good ideas I'm going to be able to share with you here, at least my perspective on sales scripts and when, when they're appropriate, when they're not. Um, you know, you probably get a lot of different feedback on should you use a script, should you not, when should you, what should it say, etc. I know people get, um, get very uh, into, or they commit a lot of time to figuring out what the script is going to be. Um, so it's, it's obviously a, an important topic for conversation. So I wanted to, to kind of give you my take on it, and uh, hopefully it's helpful. Anyway, the way I would start this as far as my answer on scripting is you got to think about a sales script as what is the end result you're trying to get? You're trying to get the conversion of a customer. Okay, how do you convert a customer? You convert a customer by influencing and persuading them to use you instead of somebody else. You're trying to identify what are the pain points they have, what are the needs they have that I can solve. Well, one of the key things with that is understanding human psychology and personality types. And the reality is that when you get to an elite level in sales, when you're, when, you're, when you're really good at what you do and you've got good experience, you've been through the, through the ringer, your job or the way that you're going to be really good is by analyzing each individual sales interaction differently and being adaptable in the moment. Because you don't always know what the personality type is going to be of the person that you're interacting with. You don't know what happened to them earlier in the day that you know pissed them off, and now they're in a bad mood, and they they put a time on the calendar to meet with you, but now they hate the fact that they did that, and you walk into it. Versus, you know, they had a great morning; they're all excited, you know, to meet with you, and and so you can you can plan ahead and you can do all these things ahead of time to to figure out exactly what you want to say to the customer. But ultimately, it always go it will always come down to, are you able to modulate what you're going to say and adapt what you're going to say and how you're going to act in front of the customer based on the read that you're getting, right? It's about reading the customer. And I think the best way, probably the best analogy I can use for this is thinking about it in uh, football terms. So uh, American football, right? The gridiron. This is not soccer for anybody that's listening overseas. When, When we're talking American football, the first question I would have for you is, do you script every play of a football game? Like, no, obviously you don't. Why? Because playing football and moving the ball down the field and winning and scoring points is about how do I, how do I advance against the defense? Well, it comes down to reading the defense. What is the defense doing? Are they stacking the line of scrimmage? Are they putting eight guys in the box? And you're, out, you're not going to be able to run the ball and they're going to essentially force you to pass or are they putting you know are they going nickel and they're putting five cornerbacks in the you know on the field or four cornerbacks on the field nickel five defensive backs three corners two safeties 
I think that's what that is. I did play high school. <laughs> I did play football in high school. I played four years, but um, I was, I'm pretty sure, the tallest cornerback to ever play. So I played corner at 6'5", uh, but I also played wide receiver. So anyway, I was always lining up across from the wide receivers, and I was like six inches taller than everybody else that I would play against. So it was kind of funny because usually the corner is like five five ten to six foot six one if you get a six two corner that's pretty good um but yeah i was i was a tall corner and that was really the only reason i was skinny and i (laughs) i couldn't bang inside but that's neither here nor there and not important for this podcast Uh, (laughs) anyway in football, you don't script all the plays because you actually have to read the defense in the same way with sales. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't come out with a couple of scripted plays, right? Like, you know, my brother played football in college, and I know at least some of the time they would come out or plan out their first handful of plays ahead of time. So, the, you know, the first two, three, four plays of the game, they would script those out so that the offense walking on the field knew exactly what the first three plays of the game were going to be. We're going to do, you know, sweep right. We're going to do off tackle left. We're going to be, you know, throw a slant, whatever it is. You're going to script those plays. And it really gets your your offense into rhythm. You don't have, you get, your offense is walking on the field comfortable that you're going to get kind of the blood flowing, the juices flowing to get you into a rhythm. So I think there is a time and place for scripted plays in football, just like there's a time and place for scripted uh, for scripts in sales, but you have to understand where they're going to be helpful and where they're not. And the thing with medical sales is we don't do that much selling over the phone. I mean, you might be, maybe you're interviewing for an inside sales role with the company. And so you're going to be on the phone, but the majority of medical sales is one-to-one in the field. It's going to be face-to-face with the customer. It's not, you're not going to do nearly as much cold calling on the phone as you are going to be doing cold calling in person. You're going to be stopping, stopping into an office. You're going to be, you know, in surgery and you catch a doctor or an administrator between cases, or, you know, there'll be situations where you talk on the phone, but it's not that often. I mean, I mean, you're going to do it, but you're just more often than not, you're going to be one-to-one in, in front of the customer. And obviously in that scenario, you don't have a script. <laughs> It's not like you walk into the customer, pull out your note card. Oh, hi, my name is Colby with so-and-so medical company. The reason why I'm here is because, you know, you're not going to have a script when you're talking to the person one-on-one. But if you're doing phone sales, I think I think the, the fundamental reason why scripts exist is because it helps people when they're first figuring out how to do sales. What do you say? It helps them get started. Because so many people that start in sales for the first time, they struggle to pull the trigger. Like, what do I say? How do I get the conversation started? Like once the conversation is going, they're probably fine. But sometimes it's hard to get the conversation going. How do I start this? How do I generate interest? What should I say if the customer says this, et cetera? You know, I, th- I think back to um, this kind of a funny story. I, I don't know if I've shared this or not, but I did a, uh, I did a MLM for a period of time. And uh, I know I've shared that at least briefly on the podcast before, but, uh, I did an MLM and I remember I really wanted to challenge myself in sales. And I remember pulling out a phone book. Yes. A real phone book and opening it up. And I literally was like, all right, I'm just going to call the top numbers on here. And I don't know who it is. I'm going to figure out when they answer, what am I going to say? You know, or I'm going to figure out who they are and see if they're going to be a potential customer of mine. Because like sales is a numbers game, especially in that, in that space when nobody wants to talk to you. And I was totally inauthentic, right? Like I don't recommend doing an MLM. 
Um, unless, you know, unless it's consistent with who you are as a person, you feel good about it, you know, you can sell the product, uh, legitimately, but, um, I certainly wasn't, it was kind of an inauthentic thing for me to be selling. And I remember I pulled down that list or I opened up the notebook, the, sorry, the phone book, and I've got this list of numbers. And I remember I, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm kind of talking myself through it. All right, what am I going to say? Hey, my name's Colby. Um, hey, do you have any, you know, issues with this? Are you looking for this? Do you have any, you know, I'm trying to figure out exactly what my script is going to be. So I, I call the number. I'm like, just make the damn call. So I, I dial the number. I'm on the phone. They answer. And I don't even know who it is. It's just like, hello. And I'm like, click. <laughs> and I hung up on myself because <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Like, I had thought uh, through, like, all right, I think I'm going to say this, and then I'll say this, but I'm like, whatever, just make the damn call, you'll figure it out. And I made the call, and I literally froze up. I'm like, ah, click. And I hung up on myself, which, looking back, was hilarious. And it was, like, doing that was so powerful for me, if I can use that word. It was powerful in that it taught me like how difficult it can be to go introduce yourself to somebody that you don't know, that you don't know if they're a qualified customer for your product, and especially trying to sell a product that you don't believe in, that you're not bought into. You know, and so uh, it was helpful in a number of ways, but it really taught me the importance, especially if you're doing phone sales, of you probably need a script to start with. Now, you can get away with it because they're not seeing you read this sheet of paper, but it can get you going right off the very, right off the, right off the bat with a customer, at least get the conversation started. The problem with scripts though, the flip side of that is human beings have a good BS detector. And if I'm talking to somebody on the phone and it doesn't feel like they're in conversation with me, like you can tell if somebody's reading to you on the phone. Like everybody has that, you know, sixth sense of figuring that out. It's probably a BS detector, but the way people communicate when they're actually just talking to you or having a, having a conversation with you is totally different than if they're reading and you can pick up on it. So, so the script is helpful to a point and it's helpful for young people trying to get started, but understand like the objective is not to script every play of the football game in the same way that the objective in sales is not to script everything you're going to say because you have to be adaptable to the environment to the situation that you see to the feedback that you're getting from the customer you're talking with etc now i think where where i would say that scripts are most helpful because you know i mentioned that at least in medical sales there's not a whole lot of cold calling on the phone but you do a lot of cold calling in person or you have sales meetings in person what i think or where I think sales scripts are most important in what we do is that you you practice what you're going to say ahead of time because you can't take it into the meeting. You can't take a you know a note card in the meeting and read it. You practice what you're going to say ahead of time, and I do think it's helpful to write out like literally write out in a word document like Hi, my name is Colby. Da 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 da. Here's what I you know you're writing out what you want to say on each one of the bullet points, and you have a script for each product that you're talking about and that you're selling. And then you work those out. So the the my my understanding, my thinking, my opinion on scripts is that they are very important number 1 for young people who are trying to get started in medical sales and need help, 
getting a conversation started, especially over the phone. The other part is that it you you use a script, you use a sales script ahead of time, you develop it ahead of time for the different products or services or techniques or procedures or things you want to talk about with the customer, and you practice those ahead of time, practicing what you're going to say. So you've got you know ten different scripts on the 10 different products that you sell and you practice those ahead of time so that you've got those kind of like in a tool belt. You don't just have one sales script. You know, in my mind, a sales script is not beneficial because like one sales script is only gonna work for one personality type in one environment, in one situation. And so you're, you're limiting the amount of impact and the influence you're gonna be able to have with that one script. It's only gonna work for one personality type at this time of the day, at, you know, when they're, when they're feeling good and when they've already got a need identified or a pain point identified, right? What you need is as many scripts as you can remember and manage for all the different products that you're selling and then practice those out because you need to, in real time, be able to pull those from memory. Oh you, oh, you have a need in this area. Let me talk to you about what we can do for you in that area. Or, you know, hey, yeah, I've got a problem over here. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions on that. What Would it be better if we could solve something like this for you? Or do you think you would have better outcomes if we could do this for you? Or what do you think if, you know, like you can just roll into the scripts because you've practiced them ahead of time. But understand, you're not reading. You're not reading. It's from memory because you've practiced them ahead of time. You know, you just... We don't have the luxury of having scripts in medical sales most of the time because we don't do that much in person. Sorry, we don't do that much cold calling over the phone or sales conversations or meetings or presentations over the phone where you would have a full script that you're reading off. But um, so I think the the last thing I would say just to kind of reiterate the football analogy, the QB analogy, you think about the best QBs that exist in the game. You know, you've got Tom Brady, you've got Drew Brees, you've got Aaron Rodgers, you know, whatever you guys think about them. Obviously, I, you know, I did undergrad at Michigan, so I'm a Brady fan. So screw you guys if you think he sucks because you actually don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I'm not actually a Patriots fan per se, uh, but I am a Brady fan, but that's regardless. Uh, neither here nor there. Don't fight me over that. Um, why are the best QBs the best QBs? It doesn't, like, does Tom Brady have the best arm in the league? No. Is he the fastest in the league? No. Is he the most athletic in the league? No. Like, he's not. What is he good at? Reading defenses. Drew Brees, reading defense. Drew Brees is way undersized and does not have a strong arm. Like, one of the knocks against Brees is that he wasn't going to be good because his arm isn't strong enough. Well, he's accurate. Okay, sure. You need to have some skill sets. But he's way undersized. He's not fast. He's Nobody would look at him on paper and think, like, yeah, that guy's going to be, you know, arguably one of the best QBs to ever play the game. Aaron Rodgers, he's got more skill sets. But what do they all have in common? They read defenses in real time. They get to the line of scrimmage. They look at the defense. All right, what is the defense giving them? Where are the linebackers? Are the corners in press coverage or are they off? You know, And then you, they have the option to audible at the line of scrimmage to whatever play they want to go to, right? Like young QBs, when they are in college or early in the league, they have a scripted play that comes in from the coach. The coach calls in the play and says, run this play. Okay. They run the play. They get to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they might <clears throat> they might look at the defense. They might shift protection, but they're not audibling to another play. They, they run the play. Okay. The next level of that, so that's like a freshman QB. The next level of that is you come to the line, they give you an audible play. 
So they give you one additional play that you could go to. So you get under center, you look at the, you read the defense, you're going to run off tackle left. They've got, you know, two linebackers shaded to that side. Okay, let's audible and, and go to something different. They give you one, one play to audible to. The, the better you get, now you're a junior or you're a senior and you're skilled and you know what you're doing. You've got it. You've developed the playbook and you know the plays and you can read the defense and you've proven that you could do that. They open up the playbook for you because the coach trusts that you're going to call the right play in the right time. And everybody recognizes that that is the best way to play. The best way to beat the defense is to read them in real time. And so that's, it's the same thing in sales. You use scripts early on because you need to figure out what you're doing and what you're going to say. But the objective is to not have to use a script. The objective is, you know, you're no longer a freshman, you're a senior, you're experienced in sales, you're a senior sales rep, you know, I don't know if that's why they give the, give that title, but you're a senior sales rep. You don't need a script. You shouldn't want to use a script. I actually don't want our good reps using scripts. Like, you figure it out. Read the defense. Read the situation. Read the customer. What do you need to talk about? What can you touch on? Can you identify your pain points? You know, use a script if you need to, but the, the objective is at some point you get rid of the scripts, you know, like reading the scripts, literally the scripts. You still have your, you know, your go-to, your understanding, your pitches and things like that of the different products, but you shouldn't be scripting out what you're doing. You need to be reading the customer. That's how you're going to be influential, impactful. That's how you're going to persuade them. And, uh, yeah, that's just, it's going to be more productive. So it's kind of a long winded, uh, take on scripts. Um, so anyway, I'd, uh, yeah, share that with you guys. I think that's all I got on scripts. So hope you enjoy the episode and, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.